0: I want to hear that intro now.
1: <laughs> Don't make me do it, dude. I'll find it.
0: Weenie, <laughs> neenie. <laughs> oh, there it is.
1: Huge, but we are here. We are the clones of the army. We are Arc Trooper
0: 5 Z and the counterpart. Human cyborg relations Commander Quatros at your service here. <laughs> AKA? AKAs, of course. <clears throat> Let me get ready here. AKA force. A.K.A. For His Life. A.K.A. Commander Quatros. A.K.A. May the Fours be with you.
1: Oh. Oh, we laid down a new one for all of you. (laughs) (laughs) Man, we're going to have to like start a show just for the A.K.A.'s.
0: I know. As people check out because they're like, okay, too many names. I'm out (laughs) of (laughs) here.
1: But if we use that corn intro yeah. I don't think, I don't think people would check out. No, they'd be pumped. Yeah. I'm pumped. I'm, I'm pumped. pumped. Yeah. This the, the corn song. Then we got all this new stuff that we're going to, we're going to lay down for, for everybody out there. Um, yeah. I guess we're going to start with numero uno and I'm going to throw it at you. Commander.
0: Excellent. All right. Yeah. Um, exciting news. And we spent the last couple of days, uh, ironing out all these new announcements. So uh, here you go. So if, uh, if you don't know, like uh, from our Twitter announcements, we have a YouTube channel now and we, uh, we hope everyone can go on to YouTube and check out the videos that we got posting. We did something pretty cool. We did. What we did is we took our episode number 38 and uh, we're chopping it up into 10 parts Ten easily digestible parts, and we're kind of uh putting some star wars uh video and uh audio where we're taking our our podcast audio and we're placing some uh some Star wars visuals and some star wars music um, behind it, so you guys can kind of see what we're talking about in those parts and uh you know some some pieces some parts line up to do uh <laughs> to actual quotes and it's pretty funny so but yeah no uh, so we're gonna start that we started that already by the time this airs and uh, yeah go ahead and like share subscribe you know show your friends and I hope it's another way for people to enjoy the show and you know get involved you can send you know put comments there and everything and um, maybe ask for your favorite uh, episode to be visualized so yeah let us know you can find that um, at YouTube at uh, Clone Army Radio. It's not hard. It shouldn't be hard to find if you know the name of the podcast. You got. Uh, you already know the name of the um, of the YouTube channel. You know as well as the Twitter and the Instagram. So we're on those platforms as well. Yeah, hope to see. Uh, hope to read uh, some reactions of the video, videos,
1: and we will be dropping. Did you say two more on Friday?
0: Yeah, um, two should be out by the time this this podcast comes out, and then on Friday, two more will be being released, and then the following Monday, you know, so Mondays and Fridays, we'll be having those videos come out, so make sure you check them out. And then, um, Fives, I believe you have something you want to uh, discuss?
1: Right. Um, Well, we got two more things, so nobody hang up yet. (laughs) (laughs) the foist one we are going to we're going to try and do like an action figure giveaway contest and how we're going to throw this out here is we want you out there listening thank you for listening by the way Uh, we want you to use your imagination a little bit create your own Star Wars character within the Star Wars universe, obviously. And we kind of have five little steps to get there, you know, five. (laughs) (laughs) And uh, we didn't plan that either. So what we want is number one, character name. Number two, your character's bio slash background. Like what is this character about? Examples would be like maybe occupation, timeline, maybe planet, plana. planet. You sure? Any, any like a new planet in the, in the Star Wars universe or an existing one?
0: Right. There you um, go. Your you, choice is yours, you know. So anything you, you got to describe your character, you know, height, you know, any kind of is alien or human or, you know, stuff like that.
1: So Or or even like a wampa. I mean, right. You know, you could be any, whatever, whatever's on your mind
0: there. Or some sort of like type, some sort of being, any kind of creative being, I guess you could say.
1: You could be a sand dune on Tatooine <laughs> and, and Anakin Skywalker would hate the sand dune because he doesn't like sand.
0: Right. Um, you could or, be the, the person who invented uh, the portions on, on Ray's, on <laughs> Ray's planet, uh, Jakku, you know. <laughs> right. <laughs> you, you, you package the portions to make the quarter portions. Who knows? Oh, yeah. I mean, anything,
1: anything out there that you would like your character to be. I mean, you can make it as simple as you want or in depth as you want. We just want to see what kind of character you would either like to be or like to see in Star Wars. Yeah. Number three would be what story in Star Wars, would this character live in? Would it be one of the movies, video games, one of the books, um, maybe even a story that hasn't been told yet? Just roll with it. And then number fives, is your character good, evil, or plays both sides a little bit?
0: So the sky's the limit. We, we, we want to see, yeah, we want to see some creativity out there. See what our listeners, um, they got a character in mind that they've always wanted to see, you know see what they can come up with.
1: So we're going, we're on our 42nd episode of clone army radio, and we want to announce the winner on episode 45. So we're giving you a little bit of time to work this out and we will in two episodes on episode 44, we'll show you the prize.
0: We can post a picture on it on Twitter and Instagram
1: And then, you know, for anyone that doesn't have those, we'll just, we'll say what it is on our show. Right. Right. Okay. All right. Um, so a quick rundown again of the steps, character name, bio background. What's, oh, did we skip one? Did we do the, what does your character? Oh yeah, we did. All right. I'm going to start over one. What is your name? (laughs) Two. (laughs) What is your character's background? Three, what story, movie, video game, book does your character live in or make up your own? Four, what does your character look like? Five, is your character good or evil? Or in the middle? Yeah. And you have till episode 45's to send them in email us you can send us voice message you could DM us on Instagram or Twitter whatever works for you but we are counting on you guys to try to win the prize
0: we'll sift through them and pick the best of the lot
1: are you going to do one Quantros
0: yeah I was going to do one I think it'll be fun to do that way you guys can kind of see where we're at I guess nice. where we coming from I you guess that do one?
1: I guess yeah, I guess that means I'll do one too. <laughs> but know. we're not eligible for the prize. Well, you're not. Right. <laughs> I I can win, right? <laughs> <laughs> no. No, we won't we won't win. We just want to do it for the fun. We want we want one of you out there to win. So so that yeah, that's it. Um, we have one more new thing we are going to try this week. Mando's Bounty Board.
0: Is that a bounty pack? Do you want to chit or not? Yeah, that's pretty cool.
1: So there it is. Mando's Bounty Board. It's a new thing we're going to do every week. And it, again, involves you listeners out there. You see, the, the Bounty Guild put a puck out on all of you and they want to know who is your favorite clone wars character. And if you're not a clone wars viewer, who is your favorite attack of the clones character?
0: Ooh, attack of the clones. Very specific.
1: Yeah. We want same, same situation, email, tweet us, Instagram us, send us a voice message. You know, if you want us to play your answer on our show, we will do that.
0: Right. Uh, So I guess you guys could see the writing on the wall here is it's time for everyone to get involved and uh, start getting your two cents put into the show because it's not just about us. You know, it's about you guys. And the more, the more uh, participation, the better it will, it'll be for everyone. So we want to, make it an interactive experience. Yeah, we're excited to see what uh, what you guys come up with.
1: And we will also give our answers to the the
0: bounty next week as well. Right? Right. So, quick rundown of all the new announcements. we got the YouTube channel, Clone Army Radio. We've got the bounty board that the question was, what's your favorite Clone Wars character? Or... Attack of the Clones character, and then you have your create a character contest, and um, you got that going too. So you got you guys got some homework. <laughs>
1: <laughs> I mean, hey, we call you the Clone Army. We gotta we gotta call you. We gotta call on you sometimes and put you to work.
0: Right. <laughs> <laughs> it was all exciting. I'm sure everyone was going to be in the mood with May the Fourth coming up and. You know, some new material coming out about uh, the Bad Batch and everyone's going to have Star Wars on the brain anyway. So might as well tap into it a little bit. Don't just be passive, but be an active uh, participant. And um, that's what we're offering here at Clone Army Radio.
1: Indeed. All right. So last time we were talking about General Krell and the Umbarans and the 501st. So something we haven't been doing, Quatros, before we talk about these, is say that these are heavy spoiler episodes when we talk about the Clone Wars. <laughs> yeah. Um we apologize, we forget about that. You know, we just kind of I guess assume which we shouldn't assume everybody's seen it by now, because no. I mean, look at you. You just watched it this you just finished it, what, this past winter, right?
0: Right, correct.
1: So If we have spoiled anything for anyone, we apologize. (laughs) Yes, we do. Um, So from here on out, we will do our best to let you know what we're talking about, where it is, you know, episode season, all of that stuff. So if you have not seen it, you can go check it out and then come and listen to us. So season four, episode niner and ten. Plan of Descent and then Carnage of Krell. Carnage of Krell. Such a good name. Those are the ones we will be talking about starting right meow. On that note, Quatros. Uh, Commander Quatros. Sorry. Oh, yeah. Yeah, it's it's Commander.
0: <laughs> <laughs> you sound yeah, you sounded like Krell there, trying to knock me down a peg or two. <laughs> Listen, CT four 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 four. <laughs> it's Commander F- force. <laughs> Commander Quatro's.
1: <laughs> um, so plan of descent, Commander. This episode picks up right where the last one left off. They took over that airbase. The airbase. And this kinda has like like you touched on last time, this beginning of this episode has a very imperial feeling to it when it starts out. You've got the ATRTs stepping forward, and then you've got Krell following behind, and then you oh, and then you have them taking prisoners, umbar and prisoners, and it just has this really like it doesn't feel like the republic. Right. It feels it feels like the Empire. And even when Krell comes around the corner, I'm like, Krell is very Darth Vader ish in these two episodes. It just I get Vader vibes like all over the place with this guy. And he orders Dogma and Hardcase, I think it is, are with him. And he orders them to get the airbase locked down. And he tells them to interrogate the prisoners. I didn't know Jedi interrogated people.
0: Right. Yeah. That's taking things to another level. That's for sure. Mm -hmm. Um, yeah, well, as we know, you know, um, Krell is not a conventional Jedi. Um, he's got, uh, different tactics that he uses at his disposal. And, uh, this is one, one way that he makes himself different is he actually uses those tactics to, um, interrogation techniques and uh to get information so he's not he's not as honorable as he should be i guess you could say
1: yeah he's um i don't know he's just such a different character than than we're used to seeing um i like the part that uh like hard case kind of breaks off after that and goes and talks to fives <laughs> and fives is like or they're talking about the little odd jobs that Krell has them doing these guys Save the day in the last episode. And you got Fives working on I don't even know what he was working on. He looked like he had a ranch or something. And they they basically they were like rewarded for saving the day by doing like jobs <laughs> that heroes of a mission shouldn't be doing, in my opinion, at least. And you know, Fives is like, I'm still waiting for Krell to thank us for handing this base to him.
0: <laughs> right. Just Fives is like, like doing maintenance or something on an on a a Barn ship and Jesse was working on like uh sacking ammunition or something like that. Yeah, yeah, good good memory, dude. Yeah. Like, yeah, that's totally grunt uh work for someone who um needs to be taught a lesson. <laughs> and here they are heroes of the day doing some manual labor type stuff. That just goes to show you Carell is uh I don't know, trying to send a message here, I think.
1: Yeah, I think he's always trying to send a message that he doesn't care. <laughs> you know. Right. You did something, but why should I reward you? You know, I don't think I, mean, I don't think they expect rewards. They just expect respect, you know. Respect. Yeah, and he doesn't respect them um, as we see continuously uh, through the arc. So Obi-Wan comes in on a hollow and kind of runs down the mission. Now they need to take the, uh, the capital. Is it like, that's right. like their next step is to take the capital. They got the, the, uh, air base shut down and controlled. And Obi-Wan is saying that they're like his, his crew, they're struggling. The Embarans are increasing their attacks and, Apparently Krell thought that by taking the airbase, he shut down their supply run, but it turns out that they're being supplied by the separatists right. on a ship. This is when Obi-Wan gets like his, his transmission cuts out or something. Is that the part?
0: Yeah. Um, the Umbarans are um, kind of trying to, they're messing with the code with the, with the,
1: Like interference, or
0: yeah, they're they're causing interference with the transmission, so they can't communicate. And um, Obi Wan kind of like they, you know, loses the transmission, and then um, Rex is like, "Well, we should probably try to reestablish communications." And Grell's like, "No, we don't need, we don't do that. We're just going to go straight for the capital. We don't need to coordinate." And and Rex (laughs) is like, "This is not right."
1: (laughs) Yeah, same kind of the same thing. Same theme as the last two episodes where Krell's just like, no, we're just going to do this. I'll use you guys as my shield and I won't do anything and you guys will succeed, but you'll all get shot up and killed during the process. Pretty much. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Um Do you get the sense that they're showing that the Republic is stretched a little thin here? Because Obi-Wan is saying, you know, their attacks are increased. Their ta- attacks have increased and... I want to say, didn't he say something about reinforcements haven't come?
0: Yeah, there was some reinforcements that they called for that haven't showed up yet. So, Right. That goes um, to show you, you know, things are things are happening all over the place, and they don't got, you know, the resources to kind of maintain all their battles everywhere. Yeah, that
1: kind of makes me wonder, and I wanted to ask you, do you think the Republic ever had a chance? Like, if this was not a war... Manipulated by Sidious, and this was just separatists versus the Republic. Do you think they ever really had a chance to win this war? Because they're stretched so thin, and it's like the droids just keep pouring out like ants under a rock.
0: Yeah. Well, thank God for the clones being there. Because what else would they have had to uh, fight against these droids? They had nothing. Right. Um, so, yeah, I think I think if. Um, if it was just for real clones versus droids, they just keep pumping out these droids so much faster than the drone, than the clones that it's just, it'd just be a matter of time. You know, it's just the sheer numbers. Uh, it's just a numbers game really. So yeah, I think they're um kind of on the losing end anyways. So, I mean, just the machines can get produced so much quicker, you know, if they got, they got, allies like the umbar if the clone if the the uh, droids have allies like the umbarans who we were talking about earlier had has all this superior technology for for machines i mean the republic is is uh is has a tough time here it's going to have a tough time they got clones and everything but it takes how long to get a clone to get from from a baby to to a full grown clone it takes a long time right like
1: yeah i, I don't remember the exact but but it would be way too much time. It's accelerated, but not enough. Right. And, and, you know, who knows, maybe if they accelerated it too much, you'd get more bad batches, um, which could go good or bad. Uh, right. Yeah. I don't, I just, I don't know how you win a war like that when your enemy is just consistent. You know, you could take out a hundred thousand droids and maybe not even the next day. There's a hundred thousand more. Right. And and you saw in Attack of the Clones all the machines that were making the droids. It's just... uh <laughs> The 3PO, what does he say? <laughs> machines making machines. How perverse... <laughs> yeah, I just... I don't see how they could. With all the Jedi and the clones, it's just not enough. I, they would have to, like hack into something and, and turn some of the droids against the droids or I don't find, know
0: find that central computer to knock them all down
1: <laughs> yeah pretty much find the, the Cylon base ship and attack that you know right <laughs> like, so it just looks even the way it is even with Sidious playing both sides it still just looks like a total beat down at times but, you know, with with the way this arc goes, you get the same type of situation again with, with Krell saying, this is how we're doing it. I don't care the cost. We're going forward and, and I'm going to stay back here. And Rex tries to reason with him, but Krell doesn't listen. And no. And here's... Here's something, too, I don't know if you've noticed, is the difference between leadership. And I may have touched on it last time. I don't remember, to be honest. It's been a long extra week. Uh, when Fives comes to Rex with ideas, Rex may counter them and they have a conversation. But in just this small arc, Rex goes and takes what Fives suggests to Krell and like, hey, why don't we try this? Right. Krell's like, no. So you have like this leadership of Rex and Fives where Rex listens to his men. Rex goes to his superior and that guy doesn't listen. You know, he'll sometimes act like he listens, but he's not going to do it. He's not going to he his ideas are better. His are his are the only way. So I don't know if you picked up on that little difference between the the leadership. I mean, I guess it's kind of out there to see but
0: yeah um i did notice that but then you also have uh somebody on the other end dogma saying like yeah no um we should we should follow Krell's orders because we're clones and that's what we're supposed to be doing so um you got that other little bit brewing too like on that side like he's you've got rex and fives you know saying hey you know we should probably be, should be doing stuff to kind of like save men instead of just keep getting them annihilated and then you got dogma saying you know Krell's in charge we should um do what he says do what he asks he's the jedi he's the general uh so you know he's the boss basically
1: it starts to feel a little bit like the domino squad stuff where the clones aren't agreeing Completely. I mean, it's mostly these guys and dogma, but it's still like some infighting amongst them. That's not good for them. You know, that's not good for being in a war. If you're all thinking differently and not on the same page,
0: that's good. It's a good comparison because yeah, you can see it right there. What happens when everyone was doing their own thing uh, from the rookies, from the rookies episode. I mean, they were getting, mm-hmm. they all got killed. So, and lost, you know, their, little training exercise. Mm-hmm. But when they were listening to each other and when they would work as a team, they made it through the, uh, the exercise. So you're seeing just, you know, the, the problems, uh, of like, you know, they all kind of want to be, you know, Rex and, and Fives kind of want to have their, a say into their own, their own future, you know?
2: Mm-hmm. and,
0: Krell's got a plan or, or an idea of a plan. And then and Dogma's like, you know, we should follow his 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 word, uh, Krell's word. But you know, everyone's kind of doing their own thing, like you said. And that's not gonna that's not gonna be good for everyone, especially when you're trying to overtake a, a, a planet here that has its own like uh difficulties, you know, because the this Umbarans are really capable and they show it there, you know, so it's not, it's not a good situation for the, for the, um, 501st to be in without any, um, cohesion. Right.
1: So five suggests using the starfighters, and Rex seems to like the idea, but Krell, he, you know, again, Rex takes it to Krell and Krell is like, no, he's like, are your clones now pilots? Yeah. And, And Rex is like, you know no they're not but they infiltrated that air this airbase and helped us take it over and Krell's just like I can't waste what does he say I can't waste clones on some uh adventure something along right. those lines and Rex goes back kind of with his head down and and tells Fives and them that the mission as it was is is a go and Fives just snaps you know I'm kind of surprised that fives didn't start order 66 a little sooner here (laughs) because, and that's like, it's funny because this is like a reason why he kind of reminds me of myself (laughs) is you can only handle so much of somebody basically treating you like garbage and you need to do something. And fives is just like, let's just do it our way. Right. And Rex is like, you'll be court-martialed and, and, you know, as I start to th- feel like Rex is maybe losing his men a little bit here, but, but it, it kind of changes a little bit later, obviously. But, it, you know, like he's, you start to see the struggle in
0: Rex as well. He knows his men are right. Yeah. And he knows Crull wrong, but he's in the difficult situation of like being in charge and it's hard for him to be in charge when he knows his, super- um, and, and direct his men when he knows his superior officer is like completely incapable of adjusting his tactics and Rex wants to be, you know, with his men, but he has to play the game. I guess you could say with, with uh, Krell or else Krell will reassign him or, or have him step down. So.
1: Right. Good point there. Because if, if he reassigned Rex, then who would be in charge of Rex's men? And, Right, You know, Rex is probably thinking, no, I need to at least try to keep a balance here because we already have a general that's kind of against us. If he puts someone in charge of of my men that see things his way, then they're going to probably get slaughtered at some point.
0: Yeah, like if Dogma was in charge, I mean, they're definitely getting slaughtered.
1: Right. The conversation between Rex and Fives after this, though... Rex walks out after you know Fives is kind of yelling at him, let's do it our way. And, and Dogma walks in, and I think it's Jesse's like, shh, shh, here he comes. <laughs> <You know? laughs> it's like, uh, you know, Dogma's like, what's going on? And Tup's like, nothing,
0: <laughs> nothing to be concerned about,
1: right? So Fives follows Rex out the door, and he's still kind of yelling at him, you know, he's like, this is about more than following orders. Rex says it is. It's about honor. Where is the honor in marching blindly to our deaths? It's not our call. We're a part of something larger. Okay, first of all, what we're a part of something larger. What is he hinting at here? Just because we're all like just a big army or any thoughts on
0: that or? I don't know. That seems like a pretty cliche thing to say as far as someone's in charge and wants to get their men to kind of like move forward with the plan. Yeah, I mean, maybe he just meant like part of the Republic and, and the Republic's goal here is to take, you know, to stop the separatists from growing and become even larger power with the Ambarans. So I think Rex kind of says that half heartedly, you know? <laughs>
1: yeah, yeah, that, that sounds about right. And uh, so then Fives is like, I'm sorry, I, I cannot just follow orders when I know they're wrong, especially when lives are at stake. Rex says, You will if you support the system you're fighting for. And like he has his hand by Rex or by Fives at this point, and Fives swats it away. Like yeah. Fives is just getting intense. And he's like, he's like, I do support it. I do, but I'm but I'm not just another number. None of us are. Right. And there it, it is. Yeah. And he turns around and Rex is like, where are you going? To round up some pilots.
0: Yep. <laughs> Fives is like, screw this. <laughs> fives is an arc. He's an arc trooper. Mm-hmm. You're an arc trooper, Fives. You're not just like your run of the mill CT whatnot. You're like a a cut above. And he's not going to sit back and like let um, Krell, you know, just lead him to slaughter. He's going to take the bull by the horns. He's going to he's going to carve his own path, his own you know, make his own destiny. And mm-hmm. um, he's not going to he's not going to sit by. And so now he's going to go find a few people, he's gonna make his plan happen because his plans is gonna work. He knows it. Right. Um, and uh kudos to fives because I mean he's he's doing a hero job right now. You know, when they, without a uh without a, a true Jedi saving the day, clearing the way for the for the clones, like he's gonna he's gonna take he's gonna step up. You know, because he can't he can't just sit by and like dogma. Mm-hmm. And just, you know, be led to slaughter. He's, he's gonna, he's gonna, he's gonna, he's gonna make a move. And I like that about fives in this one, man. He does, he does a good job.
1: Yeah. He's, he's awesome in this episode, in this whole arc. Um, do you think at all that maybe he's, he's seeing that Rex is stuck in a hard place and, you know, on, yeah, to, on top, well, on top of fives being the way he is and wanting to just say, you know, we're doing it our way. Do you think maybe he's like, okay, well, Rex is kind of stuck here. I'm just going to go kind of around his helmet, you know, and, <laughs> and handle this the way we should. And I mean, he's got to know Rex is going to support yeah. him.
0: <laughs> yeah. No, that's a good point. I think exactly. I think that, yes, I think uh fives is like Rex is stuck between a rock and a hard place. You know, he's because he's got to answer to Corral and, you know, but Fives has that uh, ability to disobey orders and not get Rex in trouble if he goes on his own, which so that that solves the problem there. But it also solved the problem of their of getting to this um of uh, getting to this supply ship that they need to get to, mm-hmm. you know, because if the Umbardians keep getting supplied from the separatists, I mean, like you said, it's just a matter of time. So. Fives is like I'm gonna, you know, I don't care. I'll I'll, I'll get court-martialed, um, as long as my brothers survive. Yep, he's looking out for for fours.
1: <laughs> <laughs> right, totally. Yeah. I would I would do that for fours.
0: <laughs> it's funny you bring up uh, the Domino Squad because Fives is still around. Hard cases like Heavy, you know, and Jesse is like Echo, you know, a little bit, yeah. So, I mean. He's kind of like Jesse and Fives are kind of like, buddies, you know, mm-hmm. and so it's, it's kind of like the, like they couldn't have the domino squad, but then they've got kind of like some replacements in there.
1: Yeah, that's, that's very true. You know, you mentioned Jesse. I don't think I ever really liked Jesse. I don't, no reason behind it. Just never really liked him until this rewatch. And I'm like, this dude's, he's hilarious. And at certain points and he's just a really, I don't know. He's a cool character. I like him. Right, uh, there's there's a part later on that he's like uh, you know I'm only doing this because I don't like him referring to Krell <laughs> <laughs> and Fives is like that's a good enough reason for me it's just stuff like that it cracks me up yeah you mentioned his name and I'm just like yeah I never really thought anything of him until this time through and I'm like he's awesome
0: yeah well, um, he, you know he was there he was at the bar you know in the other episode we were talking about Um, Oh, right. With fives. And then he's at those last episodes in season seven. So he's almost a dogma character.
1: Yeah. Oh, man. During the Order 66. Yeah. yeah. He was, he was a little ruthless there. Um, Yeah. Just, it makes me want to open up that that three pack of arc troopers even more like the, this rewatch. I'm like, I'm holding off on opening it just cause it looks cool in the package, but I'm like, man, it's got echo fives. And now Jesse, who I like, I'm like, yeah, you know, open these guys up and set them up. So this next part cracks me up. I don't know if you picked up on it and this is the first time I did, but there's a total like callback to a new hope when hard case is test, testing out the starfighter. Like, they're trying to learn the controls of the starfighter, and he's just messing up, like, all over the place. (laughs) He just doesn't know what he's doing. And a clone tells Krell, there's a disturbance in Hangar 9-4.
0: Oh, that's the Han Solo hangar.
1: Docking Bay 94, right? Nice. I didn't catch that. But there's more, uh, Commander. There's more that I was just cracking up. I even put on A New Hope just to watch it, (laughs) and... Krell calls fives on the radio and and fives is basically like, uh, everything's under control, situation oh, normal. <laughs> totally. Yeah. I had a slight weapons malfunction. <laughs> I'm just like, I mean, he wasn't saying those words. He was basically right. saying the same type of thing, though. And I'm just like, oh my gosh, I never never registered my head. And uh Good catch. I'm just like, and, and Krell even says, Who is this? And, <laughs> It's like waiting for fives to like shoot the thing. Boring conversation anyway. You
0: yeah. Know? <laughs> yeah, no, that's perfect. Yeah. That's that's totally where they got it from. That's great.
1: Yeah. It's hilarious. And then, and then when Krell shows up there and he's like trying to figure out what's going on in hard cases, like, well, there was this enemy booby trap that went off and <laughs> just like and fives, is just like, yeah,
0: yeah, that's what happened. <laughs> you know? <laughs> right, dude. Uh, yeah. It's quick thinking on their part. Because uh, Krell's, but then Krell's like, that's exactly why we shouldn't be messing with these airships. They're too dangerous and we should be grounded. So they kind of worked and they kind of didn't work, but. Right. Still not going to let these guys get stopped. I mean, they're not going to stop. You know, in fives, he's like, nope,
1: we're doing it. Even after all that, one Krell saying no again and two, you know, uh, hard case. Well, Hardcase did actually figure it out after he shot through the hangar. (laughs) Right. (laughs) But he's like, I forget how he asks them, uh, Jesse in hard case, but he's like, you guys are still in basically. And they ask how they're going to do it. And he's, uh, five tells them how general Skywalker blew up the control ship in the Phantom Menace. And he's like, that's what we're going to do with the supply ship.
0: That's like, great. Because uh, I'm I, was, I think I asked a question a long time ago in one of our earlier episodes. It's like, how come they never did this before again? Because this is the perfect strategy. Right. Uh, and then here you go, they did it.
1: <laughs> yeah. I love how they're like Anakin's telling telling his men little stories about, you know, when I was a kid, I <laughs> I flew inside this control ship and shot the reactor. Um uh, it's just I don't know, it cracked me up. So, so, you know, Hardcase and Jesse are in the three of them go out to uh, talk to Rex and fives is like, if you're going to try to stop us, we need to know. And Rex is like, I think he wants Rex to give him their blessing,
0: his yeah. blessing,
1: but he doesn't really. He's just like, you, you know, I can't help you if you get caught.
0: Right. If you get caught, I'm not, I'm not taking the rap for it. Like this is all on you. And he's like, yeah, no problem. Right. And what's funny is, is
1: later on, we'll see that Rex does try, <laughs> you know, he's not going to, he's telling them that, but inside, you know, he's like, I'm not going to let these guys, if they succeed, I'm not going to let them suffer. Um, yeah. And then, then we get to that part where I was talking about Jesse, <laughs> when the three of them are in the ships and Jesse's like, you know, I'm only doing this because I don't like him. And yeah hard case laughs i'm just doing it for fun (laughs) (laughs) it's like again you know that that brighter moment in a very dark situation it's i mean it's very well written they beat you up and show you all this dark stuff going on but they throw in these lighter spots to memorable moments that you can laugh about
0: right the brothership the brotherhood of of part of of war so yeah, it's got its high points and its low points, but it's basically, you know, some, some, you know, you got to have some some humor in there to kind of help break up the, the darker spots. Yeah, it's definitely some good writing on their part.
1: Yeah. Um, so Give these they, guys some character. I'm sorry. Oh, that's, that's, that's what it does. It, it, it makes them more real that way. Right. The space, well, I guess it's, a, was it a space battle? It was more like upper not totally into space yet like atmosphere maybe where they fly the ships and the supply ship is it didn't i mean to me it didn't look like they were in space um it was more above the clouds it was kind of a cool return of the jedi type of feeling there with the battle going on it was kind of like the the rebel fleet going after the death star just kind of had that feel to me. There was a lot going on or even like the beginning of revenge of the Sith.
0: Yeah. That's the one that I was thinking about.
1: Yeah. That's probably more accurate.
0: Yeah. No. It looked great. Um, there's a lot going on and I thought that we'd really, like get picked up and get killed by their own men, you know? Cause I mean, they're in the enemy ships, you know? Mm-hmm. I'm like, Oh man, they didn't, but uh, they were able to sneak by and yeah, make they, it to the, uh, make it to the ship, make it to the, um, supply ship.
1: Yeah. They even like there was a couple of them and ships kind of flying past them. And Jesse's like looking back, like,
0: you know, like, Oh, right. <laughs> but they, they got through real quick on Jesse. Cause I just popped in there. What's that symbol on his face? Is that the empire symbol? Uh,
1: basically. um Yeah. I mean, it's very similar, but it's like the, the Republic, I mean, the Republic does become the Empire. It's it's tweaked when it goes from Republic to Empire. Let me. Talk. Oh, okay. Yeah, it looks like the Empire's symbol symbol on his head. Mm-hmm. It's very similar, but yeah, yeah. I, I think that's part of why I didn't really like the guy is the weird tattoo on his face. On his Face, yeah, <laughs> yeah. But I, I've obviously I've grown past that. I mean, what happened if if he survived after Order sixty six? Would you think he'd have the tattoo tweaked a little?
0: <laughs> Probably. I would, I would think so. He's, he's got old, he's got an old symbol on his head.
1: You know, there's a lot of clone troopers that have tattoos on their heads and faces. It never yeah. really occurred to me. You got fives with the five up here. Yeah. Tup with the tear. Jesse tier with the logo. I think is it commander Gree, I think had something or was he just the weird Mohawk? I know there was another one actually in one of these episodes that had like a bunch of tattoos. Oh no, That wasn't. That was something that that was an episode. Mrs. Fives was watching where sure. um there were a couple of guys with tattoos on their heads. I can't even think of the names of them right now. It was from like season one, I think. Yeah. That just occurred to me. That's funny. F-
0: probably. Cause I mean, that's all they take off is their helmets. So that's the only spot that they can kind of personalize, I guess. And, put their little, you know, little, little differences on their, you know, with their hair colors and their hairstyles and everything else is pretty much the same. We never really see them take their chest pieces off. Well, we kind of do, but it's still like black or something. It's like a black shirt they're wearing.
1: Yeah. It's like the the spandex with the Republic logo on it. Yeah. Yeah. You know what I I also just thought of is, have we ever seen, a clone trooper with a beard like mine?
0: Uh, no, but wasn't there like an, like one that like, um, was like, uh, the kind of defected and he was with, there was a clone that, um, in one of the episodes, he just like left the, but left the war. And I think it was with those droids, the episodes with the, with the droids. Mm. And, uh, I thought he had a beard like yours.
1: I can't, I can't picture like a full him. Beard. Was it earlier season?
0: Um, I think so. Yeah.
1: I'll have to look for that. That's funny. Yeah. Oh, the other thing too, about this, this part where they're flying into the supply ship, did you happen to notice that they're like flying like pros now? Yeah, they got it down. Yeah. They, um, I'm assuming that they just, I think it was Rex says that they adapt pretty quickly of things um, because they're clones. Did did you you have any thoughts on that or was it just because Hardcase figured it out?
0: So he was like, hey, do this. Well, I think the uh, the clones, they adapt and overcome anything. So That's just one example of them doing it. I don't think... um, I think they're kind of modeled after our Marines you know, I guess you could say. Okay. And so um and so they you know, and our Marines adapt and overcome. So I think that's that's what the clones are doing. Very
1: cool. So oh you know how dogma like tries to talk Tup into going to tell on, on <laughs> the crew? <laughs> yeah. It's like you could be court martialed, you know. We have to go tell on them. <laughs> I know. Like, Uh, Tup goes along. I think Tup gets scared. Maybe, you know, he doesn't want to get in trouble for something he didn't do
0: or he knows a little bit too much. So he's, he's just kind of going along with them because he just doesn't want to get caught up in the potential court martial. That's going to happen.
1: They try to go and talk to Krell and Rex stops them. Yep. (laughs) And they ignore him at first. That's pretty, uh, what do you say? b wordy. Yeah, <laughs> they just they keep tr- they try to keep walking. And Rex is like, I asked you a question and and Dogma's like, we want to talk to General Krell. Rex is, you know, something, something to the effect of why don't you tell me what it is and I'll go talk to him. Dogma right. goes, Uh, second thought, it's nothing important. And then you just see the look on Rex's face. He's just like, oh my gosh, now my guys are going to tell on each other. Yeah. That's Krell just. Well, you know, I want to say Krell dismantled this group, but I think he made them tighter. Really? it just it was a little bit of a trip to get there. I think when it came down to it, I don't think Dogma would. Well, I was gonna say I don't think he would open fire on his brothers, but he does point a rifle at them at one point.
0: Right. You know, and he wants to follow Krell's orders because that's what clones do. They follow orders. Good soldiers follow orders.
1: <laughs> I was just going to say that.
0: <laughs> you know, you can, yeah. So that's what Dog was thinking he's being. But uh, really, he should be listening to Rex when Rex is talking about that. They need to make their own decisions. I don't know if that's this episode. It's probably the next episode.
1: I think that was. Yeah, I think it's the next one. But whatever. I mean, we're just talking about the whole thing. So, yeah dude when they cut back to the, the guys in the supply ship geez, <laughs> the droids <laughs> I was cracking up there's like a droid leaning on a crate and I think another <laughs> one's sitting down and <laughs> their man in charge he's like okay break time's over get back yeah. to
0: work <laughs> that's hilarious
1: it was <laughs> oh, so funny and then all of a sudden the clones come racing through and GTA the guys they just like drive right into the yeah. droids <laughs> hey get back here
0: Those droids are funny.
1: Oh my gosh, dude the the droids crack me up all the time. The voice, the the things they do, it's just it's such good stuff. It's like that's. I mean, I'm sure that's more geared towards the kid stuff, but oh my god, it makes me laugh so much. (laughs) Well,
0: it's just funny because you don't have to give them personalities, you know, and and they all pretty much have the same personality. Like they'll Mm. go to war and everything, but like when they're sitting around, like they're just like humans and don't want to do anything <laughs> and they're scared and everything. So, <laughs> you
1: know, how it goes. it's so funny to just, yeah, just, I don't know, to put them in human situations. It's just, it's hilarious.
0: Thinking that just the idea of droids having a break is funny, right? You know, <laughs> cause they don't need it. They're they robots. Don't need it. <laughs> yeah.
1: Mm-hmm. All right. Get back to work. It's just, Oh, uh, it's good stuff. Whoever wrote that in, you know, I applaud them. Yeah, <laughs> but here, here comes something for you. They're racing through the corridors of the ship, if you will. Yeah, and they get to where the reactor uh, reactors are, and what happens? They shoot, and here's where they were probably thinking, okay, well, Anakin had an easy time doing this. The ray shields come up and block the attack. Right. You think that's that's the droids adapting to what
0: little yes. Skywalker did? Yep. Yeah. They found the the flaw in their system mm-hmm. and then they uh they put the ray shields in to, to make the adjustment. So that's a smart move on their part. But they left a the little door open. <laughs>
1: <laughs> I know I was gonna say but they didn't, you know, this time it was more there's this little spot that you can shoot a rocket into and blow up the death star. (laughs) (laughs) It's like the same thing there, Uh, which they sort of do. I like how five says though, he's like when they're shooting at the droids, trying to, you know, I'm assuming trying to figure out what they're going to do since they can't just shoot with the ships. And he's like, maybe this was a bad idea after all. (laughs) It's like, oops, (laughs) you didn't, you didn't think that part through, but leave. it's a hard case. He gets hard out of case. the ship, grabs you know, grabs a missile or a rocket or whatever that is and goes through the door that you talked about. And uh the whole time Fives is yelling at him and and hard case is like, You've disobeyed
0: enough orders, sir. Follow this one and get out of here. Yeah. So hard case steps up and uh he knows what he's gotta do and he's gotta take one for the team and um he does. It's pretty heroic of him and he reminds me same as, um, same thing, same way that, um, heavy went out, you know, mm-hmm. same, same yeah, personality.
1: So very similar situation too.
0: Right. You know, overwhelming odds and only one way out. And one of them had to, you know, stay behind and, uh, and take care of business. And, uh, hard case did that along with heavy.
1: And you get the classic. Star Wars escaping the exploding ship scene, which is yeah. great.
0: <laughs> you gotta love
1: those. Woo-hoo. Yeah. <laughs> and uh, man, you know, for anyone that's, that's able to watch, I wrote down, I wrote down the time, splo- time slot for it because it's so priceless. 19 minutes, 59 seconds. Rex's smile. <laughs> when he sees, he looks up and he sees the explosion up there and he just smiles. And it's like this, super proud and happy leader that that his his men succeeded
0: yeah that's a good that was a good um good part you know he knows that like that his guys took care of business and um and yeah he's a proud he's a proud uh leader at that point even though they had disobeyed the rules but it's okay right it's okay okay because
1: they they did the right thing they succeeded but hard case didn't make it. Rex, Vives, and Jesse kind of bow their heads for, for hard case. Jesse says we couldn't have done it without him, and and then here comes some clone security to order. Who is it? Rex and Jesse. Is it Rex and Jesse that Krell needs to speak? The, speak with them?
0: Oh, oh, oh! With with uh, Krell.
1: Oh, it was Rex and
0: Dogma, wasn't it? Yeah.
1: Okay. Okay. So in a typical movie. When the good guys, even when they disobey orders, if they win, they win the fight, they're rewarded, right? Everybody's celebrating. Right. Typically. typically.
0: Oh, Not done. here. Yeah. <laughs>
1: yeah. Yeah. Right. But here, Krell is like, nope. This right. is a act of treason and you're going to be court-martialed.
0: Right. It's time for court-martialings. Even though one of them already got killed, he's still he's still going to go through a court martial at this point. And this just just goes to show it like they're in enemy territory, capturing an enemy like command center. And Krell's number one priority is the lack of discipline in his men in his leadership. You know what I mean? Mm -hmm. Uh, Which is completely off base right now. He should be concerned about the enemy um, insurrection and um, the counterattacks. And this should be pushed to the back burner, you know, and this is a victory. He should look at it as a victory, but he sees it as a defeat for him. You know what I mean? Right. For, for his leadership, he's a defeat for his leadership. So he's got to take everything else has to stop so they can have a, a court martial have a court case basically right. and and uh so he could reestablish his his uh his command uh, which is completely false which is completely wrong at this point it's probably why he doesn't want to talk to anybody you know he like he, why he didn't want to talk to obi-wan because you know then he's got to fall in line with the higher uh order of things where if he's disconnected or he's got that like illusion that he can't talk to anybody and he's completely on his own, then he can get away with all this stuff.
1: That's a really good point. That's yeah, that's great. And you get, you know, you get here, Rex kind of throws himself on the grenade, trying to take the blame for it. And Krell is like, no, Even so, you know, even though Rex said he wasn't going to help them or couldn't, he wants to. And then fives tries to take all the blame. And right. That just makes Krell even more angry. And, uh, you know, I think the last word spoken in this episode is make no mistake for crossing me. You will pay the price. <laughs> and I'm just like, wow. So the hero saved the day. They're accused of treason. I think he even says they'll be executed. Doesn't yeah.
0: He? Well, at the beginning of the next episode, he uh, he realizes there's no time for court martial. So he's just going to go straight to the executions.
1: <laughs> right. Um, so we could probably just go straight into season four, episode 10 carnage of Krell. Yeah. This is to me, for me, this is the best one out of the four. It's, oh yeah. Uh, the fours episode. <laughs> uh, it's so dark. It's an emotional, sorry, you were going to say something.
0: Well, I mean, would you expect anything with, you know, associated with the number four? Hey,
1: <laughs> <laughs> nice. So yeah, it's just, the music in this one, the, I don't know. This episode is like Revenge of the Sith to me. This feels so Revenge of the Sith. Just the, the turn of events from the, the previous stuff. It gets dark and, yeah. And it starts out, like you said, with, with Krell. Um, you know, Rex is trying to reason again with, with Krell and respectfully reason with him. Right. <laughs> and, and Rex, uh, Krell says, you know what? You're right. Court martial would be a waste of time and we're just going to skip right to execution. So round, round up a fire team. And I'm just like, wow. Um, There's some other good stuff going on in that conversation that escapes me, you know, uh, but you basically touched on it about Krell needing to basically reinforce his, his command and show his power over these guys. And uh, he just sounds so much like a Sith.
0: He sounds like a dark, yeah, for real, like a dark side uh, user here. He's not sounding compassionate. I don't know how he made it through the Jedi Order being this way, because, I mean, he's nothing like the Jedi. He's every bit a Sith in hiding, so in my opinion at this point. Oh, Um, yeah. And the clones are... They're just at a loss with like, you know, where is this guy coming from? Why is he willing to sacrifice us all? And the reason is, is because he wants you all dead because, you know, he's, he's not, he's not playing for the, for the Republic.
1: <laughs> right. Yeah. W- would you consider him a, uh, Sith Lord, <laughs> a Sith Lord,
0: a Sith Lord? <laughs> I don't think he's a Lord, but definitely like a Sith wannabe you yeah know, oh yeah
1: yeah he's a, he's a fanboy
0: <laughs> yeah he's he's definitely like a benedict arnold of of the jedi mm-hmm. um if you don't know who that is that's a guy who turned sides in the middle of the revolutionary war here and right. joined the british so he's he's definitely kind of has his own agenda and uh we get to see it in this episode the carnage of Krell very well, very well written title of the, of the episode. Absolutely. I agree. Like
1: reading the title yeah. and then watching the episode, I'm like, Oh yeah, yeah, that's, that's perfect. <laughs> um, cause everything just goes right into the fan in this episode. Um, right. So Rex has to go and tell fives and Jesse that they've been ordered to be executed and fives fives takes this like a champ
0: you know, he's kind of okay with it
1: yeah like at first he's like uh but then he's trying to tell rex he needs your loyalty so he can control everybody and and you know rex feels bad fives just like don't beat yourself up about it right. we made our choice we knew what the price was and jesse's like speak for
0: yourself <laughs> yes yeah, speak for yourself <laughs> <Jesse>. <laughs>
1: I don't think Jesse has a problem with, with what they did, but he's probably like, man, I didn't think we were going to get killed for this. I just right. thought a little jail time
0: or something. He <laughs> get thrown in the brig or something, yeah. And that's what they should have been, you know, just oh, yeah. reprimanded a little bit, thrown in jail, not be executed. That's not, like I said, that's not the the course a, a true Jedi would take.
1: Right. And I mean, I could see if they were shooting at their own men or. Yeah. Shooting at Krell, even you know then it's a little different, but they were just trying to help win the fight the, that's not a that's definitely not treasonous um at least you know from my understanding of the word, but did when they're I love these like war drum beats that they put in the Clone Wars because there's one I think last episode or two episodes ago, and then when the firing squad comes in, yeah if I remember correctly, there's like a a war drum going on there and they're lining up, they're lining up, uh, or Rex brings out fives and Jesse and sets them up. And it's like, I remember watching this for the first time. Like it, it popped in my head while I was watching this again, I was so sucked into this part. And I'm like, are they really going to do this? Are they really going to have a firing squad shoot? you know, clones. Right. I'm just like, wow. And then I could hear your voice in my head. Is this a kid's show? Yeah. <laughs> you no, know? Not just, a kid's show. Yeah. And here's the question. Why is dogma ordering the firing squad? I, I didn't know him of being any form of leadership.
0: I don't know. I mean, just cause he's Krell's crony, he's going to be in charge of the firing squad, you know, kind of fitting if you ask me. But yeah. Even Tup is in is part of the whole firing squad, and you think Tup's gonna shoot
1: one of his own guys all like that kind of stuff was going through my head. I'm like, you see Tup, and he's got this look like he's he's ready, and I'm like he can't, and Kicks was there. I'm like, these guys are all too tight. I'm like there's no Obviously, I know what happens, but in my head, I'm still thinking, like, there's no way that these guys were really going to go through with this, even if Fives hadn't made his little speech.
0: Yeah. Do you think, do you think they... So, they end up not shooting the clones. Right. Do you think they do it because of Fives' speech or because it was pre-determined um, that they weren't going to shoot?
1: Uh, see, that's, that's where I struggle. I, I, I don't... I don't think five I liked what five said for sure, but I don't think that he changed their minds, but they made it look like he did because after they fired, they all kind of had a look on their face like, wow, we actually just pulled the trigger even, you know, yeah. maybe eh, you know what I'm thinking maybe he did have an effect on them.
0: Yeah, because dogma didn't know that they weren't going to shoot. So maybe the speech really did, you know, save their lives. (laughs) it must
1: have i do like before before they get lined up and they're walking out jesse had like a little almost arnold schwarzenegger line (laughs) i just i could hear him saying it well i've officially lost my sense of humor (laughs) (laughs) as he sees the firing squad i'm just like that's something you'd see in an arnold movie um so yeah he fives Basically says, we're not unthinking droids. This is wrong. We shouldn't go out this way. And, and then they, they don't shoot or, well, no, they shoot, but they don't shoot, get shot. Yeah. Yeah. And you see like Jesse kind of like, <laughs> right. I mean, ducking. What a, yeah. What else are you going to do? Really? I mean, but then, uh, dogma's like, what, you know, what, what is this? He's just, he's so, he's drinking up the Krell Kool Aid. And, uh, this is where, Rex says what you were saying before. Uh, it's a dogma. They're doing the right thing because of. Wait, I think. No, that's later, maybe. My bad. The thing you mentioned is later. Um, oh. Rex says if this is how soldiers are rewarded for heroic actions, then one day every man in this battalion may face a
0: similar fate. Yeah. They're right? just doing their jobs. Yeah. Yeah. They're winning the war. They're winning the battle. They're winning, you know. engagement they're winning they're just doing their job and there's no way they should be executed for it the guy in charge is is a madman he's crazy basically in a nutshell
1: yeah yeah i mean that's that's it right there he's he's a madman so obviously krell is up in the tower watching all of this go down and calls rex and i think dogma in there and or just Rex, I think, maybe, and he's yelling at him again, and he's, ah, uh, this part, man, he's like, you are making a mistake by crossing me, clone. And I'm yeah. just like, when is Rex just gonna throw a punch at this guy? He might lose the fight, but just punch him. But Rex keeps his cool, and he's like, like what you said to me earlier, <laughs> it's Captain Sir.
0: <laughs> <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Well, you know, Rex is a seasoned vet. He knows who their real leader is and he's, he doesn't want to take anything to jeopardize his future leadership. So, um, he's, he already knows he's got his men behind him, except for Dogma. You know, Dogma is the odd man out, but everybody else is with him. So, I mean, really, he's got nothing to lose. If he, if he was to take that extra step and like strike a superior officer. Then he'd be in the wrong. Then he'd be in the break. Then it'd be him in the shooting. When all the reports came out of like what happened, he would lose his reputation. I guess. Oh yeah, for sure. Isn't a good thing?
1: I know just how I am. I would have lost my reputation <laughs> <laughs> at that point, man. I w- I probably would have decked him.
0: Well, cooler heads, you know, prevail.
1: Right. Um. So Rex is getting yelled at again, and <laughs> and, and then. They get a a message message for you, sir. Um, (laughs) And
0: now the big one.
1: (laughs) (laughs) So we went from like always with the space ball ones to Monty Python. Monty Python. (laughs) What'll be next, Clone Army? They get this call. Yes. Oh, yes. (laughs) Bingo. they get a call from a clone who says they've been ambushed and the Ambarans took their weapons and uniforms. And, and I know I said this, Yeah, I know I said this a little bit ago, but this is really when the stuff starts hitting the fan Krells, Like you have your stay of execution for now. We got to go fight these Umbarans and and tell your men they're going to be dressed like clones or wearing clone armor. I don't, you know, They took our, (laughs) those are the guys that stole our uniforms. (laughs) (laughs) Back to space balls. Yes. Full circle. (laughs) And, uh, so they're out in this fight and, oh, I did some homework commander. Oh, good. The Sarlacc looking thing. Yes. The Sarlacc thing. It's called a Vixus. Did they mention that? I don't know. I Googled it. (laughs) Because I was like, I remember us talking about it and we were like, I mean, yeah, it's a Sarlacc looking thing. And that's I googled Sarlacc looking thing in the Clone Wars and Vixis came up. Okay, Perfect. cool. Yeah, because I wanted to know. I figured it had its own name, but so there we go. We learned something else. Um, yes,
0: that should make a good super deep like uh, trivia question.
1: Mm-hmm. Uh, so we see the Vixis again in during this fight. Right? yeah. Um, Tup's tup like stops. Is it dogma? Somebody's walking towards it.
0: Oh, okay, yeah. Dogma. Um yeah.
1: Tup is like fives showed me in the first episode of the arc <laughs> how these things work, basically. <laughs> and he throws a rock at it and it like Yep.
0: It opens oh. up and it's its tongue uh comes out and yep.
1: So, like you were saying, they they kind of show us that thing a few times throughout this arc because it's it's important in a few minutes in, in this episode. And,
0: and here comes the attack. But if you notice, it's the same color of a laser fire. It's coming out that they're shooting.
1: Oh, is it? I didn't yeah. pick up on that. Right. Hmm. You you would think that they would. Well, but they were told. Right. They were told that they had their their weapons and armor. But then you see the the clone kind of arched over a rock, a boulder, and you see human features from the underneath of the helmet. Rex sees this and runs over there and takes the helmet off and jumps back like five feet. <laughs> right. Know? And Oh my gosh, dude, the music for that part is just like. Everyone, stop firing! We're shooting at our own men! They're
0: not environments! They're clones! Yeah. Take off your helmets. Like, crazy chorus going on. And, uh, and he's running at them. He's waving his arms. Whoa, 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 whoa. And, uh, he's stop trying to get everyone's firing. attention that, they that they're, um, they're, they're, clones. they're clones. And that you're shooting at clones. And, that they're not—it's not the Umbarans. Um, so he like takes off his helmet, so that and it, so the other clones could see him.
1: Dude, he almost gets domed there too. Yeah, before he seriously. takes his helmet off, his that sniper spotter's like, uh, uh-uh.
0: yeah, <laughs> you know? like, wait. He takes his helmet off and shows his own guys that that it is in fact like they're all clones. You know, they've been set up. Yeah,
1: and and they all just. They look like they're just going to throw up, you know, no. because of what just happened. Um, Dogma's even like what? Right. Yeah. Even dogma starting to uh, see, see a pattern. Yeah. Right. Uh, so then we find waxer. I, I forget. I've seen waxer in some other episodes. He's really cool. Um, and he tells Rex before he dies, you know, before waxer dies, he tells Rex that it was Krell that made the order. He gave us these coordinates um and said you'd be dressed like clones. Yeah. And dude, I mean, really the way Waxer dies here says it all because a tear runs down his eye as he's dying. And I'm just like, yeah, I mean that's it was sad.
0: It's sad <laughs> stuff, you know. Right. These guys have been through a lot through battles and never thought they'd have to like be in a fight with their own guys. Right. You know friendly fire style, and and then he knows it was Krell it was Krell all along, you know it's kind of like a little microcosm of um of palpatine, you know being playing both sides, you know it's kind of like a mm-hmm. micro version of of that war in this in this little engagement here, you know, Krell pulling the strings,
1: yeah, dude, I didn't even that's awesome another another great point by the commander here <laughs> jeez i didn't even think of that there it is man rex is like okay i've had enough of this guy and right. he's this, done the
0: final straw man <laughs> yep. he just flips the switch and he's like okay no more mr nice rex
1: right oh my gosh dude this part and he's like something has to be done but this is highly treasonous yeah and he gives the men a chance and they all step forward eye of the tiger every single one of them yeah. it's it is on
0: <laughs> yeah he lines them all up and they're you know and they all line up and they all step forward and and he's he's, he's got his men so he he's got nothing to worry about he's got and uh
1: what's left of waxer's crew right. too is there dude oh my gosh like uh, they they show a close up of tup Again, and Tup he doesn't look like he's arresting anybody. <laughs> <laughs> Tup is like it's time for some payback. And and the music picks up and you get that shot that we have on our, our Twitter background of the clones walking in a row with Rex putting his helmet on.
0: Yeah. And it's like it Which oh is probably the most the coolest Clone Wars, clone Army shot. Of any, of any episode is, mm-hmm. cause we're kind of looking up at the clones as they're walking towards us and Rex is, is sitting there with his helmet off and the, the hue, the, like the blue green type hue and the light is just coming up from the, from the right side. It's just, just a beautiful shot. And, um, I'm glad you put it up on our, as our banner cause it's, it's pretty awesome. It's, I mean, it's one of my favorites
1: in the clone wars, that shot.
0: But dogma, he's not. He's still not having it. He's, he he falls out of rank and shakes his head. You gotta and watch it, out for him.
1: In my notes, it, I wrote down, "What's the deal with this guy?" That's all <laughs> I wrote, and I'm like, because I wanted to ask you, I'm like, "What is the deal with this guy? He's just he's
0: in denial or or what?" Oh, that's a good point. Yeah, he's in denial, thinking that like a uh, clone could uh, uh, a Jedi could could do that to to clones you know to their own men um he still thinks that Krell is 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 right and uh i don't know we'll see what happens
1: right so what i love is the first thing rex does is goes to the brig and gets his boys fives and jesse yep <laughs> and they don't say anything i love that there's no dialogue here he just opens the thing and hands them blasters, and they're like, like just a <laughs> slight nod, and then there they are circling Krell. You know, two seconds later, and oh, yep. uh, uh, Rex tells him, "You're being relieved of duty," and then you get the the Senate <laughs> line: "It's treason." Then, yeah, <laughs> oh, dude, I mean, they know he's a Jedi, right? they know that they're not just going to go in there and arrest him and he's just going to bow down. He's going to,
0: they got like 20 guns pointed at him and they should have like stopped all the talking and just stunned him right there.
1: Like barged in with, <laughs> yeah. with stun. Yeah. Because yeah. they gave him way more time than they should have. Yeah.
0: He assessed the situation. He's like, okay, I'm getting mutiny. And, uh, Crow like, no need to keep this facade up anymore. Time to show them my true intentions.
1: Yeah. So he force p- pushes them all down and out come the lightsabers. Yeah. The one part I, I thought was interesting is that he jumps out of there after he takes out a few clones. He jumps out the window and I'm like, is he escaping or is he just making them fight on his terms?
0: Yeah. Um, yeah. But before that, he's like kind of saying that he's not going to be taken down by creatures bred right in a laboratory. Oh, so, yeah. So to me he's like, I don't know, this is kind of like talking about purebred and you know what I mean? And uh and laboratory bread, you know, type things. So it's kind of showing that he's he's got some um allegiances to people who were born, you know, of natural selection and as opposed to being bred in a laboratory. You know, so he's got so he's he's got some like superior like he feels like he's superior because, you know, he had he was he was made the old fashioned way, I guess you could say. Kind of speaks to his background a little bit, like some some things that probably led him to think that the uh what he's doing is right. When he starts talking about, you know, the clones being basically inferior because they're they're they don't have parents, basically. So yeah, he jumps out. Yeah, and then like, um, yeah, I think I think he, he can go and hide in the um, in the woods a little bit. He, there's a lot of clones, and he probably could use the cover. So yeah, probably which, to fight on his terms a little bit.
1: Okay, he does actually use the woods a little to his advantage at yeah. first. You know, something else I thought of too is where were the art ATRTs at this point? The little chicken walkers because they had those cannons on them. I mean, they could have blasted the heck out of him. They didn't even I didn't even see one in this this arrest attempt. Uh, right. But he gets into the woods. There's a part before he escapes to the woods that he picks up a clone and throws him at a group of clones and knocks them all down. I'm like, this guy is just he's pretty OP. Yeah. <laughs> you know? I want to see him fight some lightsaber users. Like, I that would have uh, been cool.
0: This guy would have been great. So, I have on the Jedi side. He's, he's completely, you know, capable of killing some, some Sith. Um, you know, anybody, Dooku, he, man, him versus Dooku would have been a great fight. Oh, yeah. <laughs> Who would win? I, Krell, I think, for real. I just think he's too much for, for Dooku. Yeah. So, um, too bad we never get the chance, but. I think I think he could have um, he could have done a lot of damage against the, uh, the separatists, but he you know, but he wanted to
1: join them instead.
0: Yeah, which is messed up.
1: Man, even like seeing him fight against Obi Wan or something. We might have to next time we do a tournament, we're gonna have to put Krell in there somewhere, right? <laughs> no, for real. See how that turns out. Um, so Krell gets into the woods, and there's Dogma pointing a blaster at his brothers trying to protect Krell. Yeah, saying he calls all them traitors.
0: Right. Yeah, I don't think that's right. Dog was still trying to hold on to the to the old the old ways, but you know, all the clones have kind of, you know he was even, he was even in the battle and everything and he still can't believe it. Right. You know? It's pretty it's, messed up. Just goes to show you that these clones aren't clones. They're, you know, separate you know, have their own separate minds and everything.
1: Mm-hmm. This is where you get that line that Rex said after dogma calls them traitors. He takes his helmet off and he goes, I used to believe that being a soldier meant doing everything they told you. That's how they engineered us, but we're not droids. We're not programmed. You have to learn to make your own decisions.
0: Yeah, a big message there.
1: Yeah. And then Tup is just like, don't do it, dogma. And he lowers his blaster a little bit and gets tackled. But, right. but that that stuff that Rex says there, man, these guys are constantly saying, we're not droids. We're not. I mean, they're not, but they're treated that way in so many situations.
0: Yeah. And and uh, no more than when Corell, you know, when he was commanding them, I mean, it's the epitome of treating them like droids. Mm-hmm. Uh, but They're not, they're, they're individuals.
1: Yeah. I mean, you just touched on that as, as far as, you know, they, they all think their own way and they're not all thinking the same things at the same time. Like the droids are programmed to, you have to learn to make your own decisions. And that's what these guys have been doing in this entire arc because the decisions being made for them was getting them killed.
0: And they don't want to die.
1: Right. (laughs) Yeah, Jesse made that one really clear. <laughs> yeah.
0: Um Tup, Tup, Tup tripped over again, uh, one or or saw one of those vixes again and um, after Krell took out a bunch of more clones, um Tup was like, "Lead them my way." And um, cuz uh he knew one of those vixes were around and because Krell wasn't out there with his with his group, he never came in contact with one of these and uh, came back to bite him in, uh, in the tail.
1: <laughs> Very good point. Just to touch on really quick, more leadership here. Uh, Tup tells Rex to, to lead Krell over there. Rex thinks for just a brief second, but then he's uh, Tup's like, just trust me. And Rex is like, okay. Yeah. You know, Rex is a great leader. Absolutely. Um, <laughs> he's like, hey, ugly, come and get me. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> And then when Krell's running, it cracks me up after the, you know, that's very brave of Tup. I'm not trying to say anything negative about the character. That was very brave of him to do. But as Krell's like coming that way, Tup's kind of like this. Like he kind of like, yeah, "Yeah." like, oh, God, is he going to hit me? Come on, Vixus, get him. (laughs) And the Vixus grabs him. But then you see more. You see how skilled Krell is. He's got these tentacles wrapped around him. He's still uh, deflecting blaster fire from the clones and still even like force pushing. I think he force pushes a clone or two back. It's like this guy is just he's a beast who would win him or him or Vader.
0: (laughs) Oh, him. Yeah, no, he's got the four. You know, he's got the four lightsabers. He's he's got it. He's he's got. Great combat skills. Yeah. And they were lucky that this Vixus was around because she probably could have taken out all these clones. I, they, I think you're time. right. But then they finally get smart. The Vixus gets him distracted enough that was it Tup to him behind him?
1: Oh, yeah. This was all Tup.
0: Yeah. And uh, stunned him. And that was the end of uh, Krell's run there. Yeah. They get him in the brig. And- yep.
1: I mean, this pretty much some, some stuff goes on in, in the brig where Rex asks him, why? Why did you do all of this? Yeah. And, and he basically just tells him, because I can, because you're inferior. Right. Dogma was like, I followed you. And he laughs. <laughs> He's like, you were the, the biggest fool of them all. <laughs> yeah. Um, just like, now you're seeing the, the claws come out, if you will, with this guy. Um, But he says some stuff here that it gets me thinking. He's like, you know, Rex is like, you're, but you're a Jedi. And Krell says, I'm no longer naive enough to be a Jedi. A new power is rising. I've foreseen it. He's foreseen it. How? I want to know. But he goes on to say the Jedi are going to lose this war and the Republic will be ripped apart from the inside. Right. In its new place, a new there's a new rise, a new order, and I will rule as part of it. He's foreseen it. He knows exactly what's going to happen. The The Republic does get ripped apart from the inside. Right. How does, how does Krell know this? How has he foreseen it? But Mace Windu, Yoda, ki Mundi, all the Jedi Council, they're not seeing this, but Krell can.
0: Yeah. Well, Krell's one of those outsider Jedis, you know, he like a... Like a Qui-Gon, he's not he's not in the console. It doesn't seem like he's in with the, that group, so but he must have had a vision because it's definitely um he's definitely following a different path than um all the other Jedi's. He's following a path that's gonna lead him to be uh a disciple of the new empire, really.
1: hmm I was wondering too, do you think maybe because like Obi-Wan and Yoda and and all of those characters the the council generals are all just overwhelmed where they are they're in these battles every day. I don't know where Krell has been. I mean, I guess Krell has been too, but they have their council duties. They have their general duties. They probably a lot of them have padawans, I would assume do you think they're just so scatterbrained that they really can't see what's in front of them? But a guy like Krell, like you were saying, who's kind of over to the side more. He's not on the council. He's not with that group. Maybe he's more at this point in tuned to the force.
0: Yeah. I mean, yeah. And it revealed, you know, the future to him. We know kind of the force has that ability Mm -hmm. to, to foresee the future. So, Uh, He must have uh, gotten a a vision, and um, he decided that it was true. It was going to come to pass, and he's going to work towards it.
1: Instead of saying to the council, I had this vision, but they probably wouldn't have believed him. Probably not. They (laughs) they seem to be in denial a lot of times with stuff like that when someone's telling them exactly what's going on.
0: Yeah. Well, they don't see it because they're in their fancy room and you know and high basically high society jedi um everything's hunky dory for them so mm-hmm. they're not they're not out there obi-wan is you know he knows how bad it is right but but they don't really see you know and then mace i think gets out there every once in a while but for the mace, most part,
1: very, mace seems very close minded though
0: yeah
2: so,
1: a sith lord you know he's just always no that can't be right. <laughs> <laughs> so then it turns to another place that I guess I sort of expected at this point but they're told that the Embarrans are heading their way you know Obi-Wan's done everything he can and and now the Umbar- the rest of the Embarrans are heading towards them and I believe uh, it's Jesse so something has to be done we can't risk the possibility that Krell might escape yeah. It's like, oh, what are they thinking about? And Tup is like, as long as Krell's alive, he's a threat to every one of us. That's and true. Uh, it's like, wow, so they just they just kind of went to another place here because they're you know what they're talking about.
0: Right. Execution. There's, <laughs> yeah, there's no court martial. Yeah. They're treating Krell as if Krell the way Krell was treating them. Mm-hmm. And that's what happens, you know, in a situation like this. He's got no respect for them, so they're not really going to respect his due process either.
1: Did, it, did, did you find it weird that when they get to the, the brig, they let Dogma out? <laughs> it was a little weird. Almost like, hey, this is, what's, this is how this is going to go down. <laughs> like, I don't know if it was a set. See, I was wondering at first if it was a setup. They knew Rex wasn't going to do it. So they set up Dogma to be able to do it, and then they can arrest him for shooting Krell. Yeah, I don't know. They didn't come out and say that, but if, I don't know. Fives kind of looked down after Dogma grabs Five's pistol. Fives kind of looks down like, huh, that's weird, but not like in a, you know, like he was not oh, really right. finding it weird. I'm a
0: little, I'm a little you, confused on you that. You think they set, they set up their clone on this one? I feel like it. That's pretty great. Uh, of an observation, I I was like wondering why they arrested Dogma. I'm like they, they he did what they were wanted to do, mm-hmm. but you just put it together that a Dogma got set up by them because they took him out of his jail cell. Yeah, they put him right in line with Krell. Krell uh, got those shots on him, you know, like knocking um, Dogma down some more, right? And calling him a fool. And then Rex kind of like played that he couldn't shoot Krell in the back, but then Dogma had the opportunity and the motive, and he took the shot and shot him right as he was talking. It was great.
1: <laughs> <laughs> it was totally like uh, Beckett in in the Han Solo movie. Yeah, now I'm gonna teach you one last. <laughs>
0: <laughs> Good, you learned. Yeah, and yeah. I couldn't believe I couldn't believe he shot him. Dogma shot him
1: like you said, he had he had a lot of reasons to. At that point, he thought yep. he was he thought he was Krell's boy, and Krell was like, "Nope, you're a fool." I feel like they they set him up. I just I find it hard to to understand why else they would have let him out of the cell.
0: Oh yeah, I think he caught that. I didn't I didn't catch that. I was like wondering why they why their the last scene is to hit them putting Dogma in like a, a ship in chains. It's like. Mm-hmm. DOPA did the work. He did the dirty deed. Why punish him? But yeah, uh, but I guess it makes sense. Let's just kind of say, oh, well, dogma went crazy and killed Krell.
1: (laughs) And, you know, maybe dogma was okay with that at that point. Like I, you know, put it on me.
0: Yeah. Uh, uh, He does that nod. Yep. Him and Rex. Rex. Yep. Yeah. Like, okay, that's, this is the way it'll go down. I kind of, I wish they would have done
1: like a little more at the end of the episode just to see, you know, if Obi-Wan showed up, how it would have been handled as far as what were they going to say to him? Yeah. But, but I, it, it ended really well. I think it was a really good ending. You had, uh, Rex and fives had just a short conversation. What is all this for? And and fives is like, I don't know, but the war is going to be over soon you know or or no he's like the war is going to end one day and rex is just like but what happens then what happens to us then <laughs> it's like they're just i don't know
0: would well, they're just soldiers you know how are we going to fit in the new society yeah where we don't have an enemy you know that's right in front of us it's going to be tough you yeah. know but yeah wars have to end eventually
1: that they do um and just like this arc it ended and yep. for me, I'm saying these last two episodes of the arc, A plus.
0: Yeah, absolutely, A plus for all around, for real. Yeah. Um, just as the deep subject matter that they went to here is to me like in a cartoon, like unheard of. <laughs> right. So, bravo to them. The last shot of tup Fives, Jesse and Rex just kind of sitting there looking looking into the middle distance, you know? Like thinking back on everything they're they've done and what is what it all what what it's all going to mean in the new in the new republic after the war. It's like they don't even know what's going to happen. Like they don't even know what's coming for each of them. Yeah. Uh, I don't think it ends well for any any of them. Oh god,
1: right. Jesse, Fives, Tup, they all have really bad endings. Yeah. <laughs> not so sure about Rex. Yeah, not but, sure about uh, Rex. But yeah, Tub's got the malfunction. Five's trying to figure out why he dies. And then,
0: and then Jesse, Jesse, Jesse does-
1: in the Siege of Mandalore. Yeah. These characters, man. And and seriously, Dee Bradley Baker voicing these characters. Oh my gosh. Holy smokes. They sound the same, but different. Like yeah, He's got no, a different I- tone for
0: everybody. I don't. Yeah, I don't see them. I don't know how he does it, but I don't see him as as the same voice actor at all. No, I don't either. I don't hear him as the same voice actor at all. That guy should, he deserves an Oscar for that for for his voiceover work. Yeah, you know, he he really does. I mean, like all the
1: conversations between these clones, it's just one guy. <laughs> like,
0: so it's a it's a one man play.
1: Yeah. And in more ways than one, because they're clones of one guy. <laughs> you know, yeah. It's like, it's just, it's so bizarre. Yeah. He's, he is definitely, he's gotta be one of the best voice actors ever.
0: Yeah. And, uh, he's back. So that's good. Oh, him for, work. uh,
1: the bad batch,
0: a bad batch. Yeah. They're keeping him busy
1: as they should. Cause he's, he is a master of his craft. Uh-huh. So that's going to end our our Krell Umbara arc. Um, hope y'all enjoyed us reflecting yeah. on, on, on one of our favorite arcs in the clone wars.
0: Yeah, finally, we, we, we finally discussed the carnage of Krell. We've been wanting to do that for a while.
1: All All right. So
0: we have trivia questions
1: from our friend and listener from Twitter. Rural farm boy. <laughs>
2: Where the fun begins.
1: Oh, this is going to be easy. You ready for these? Let's do it. I have no idea what is going to happen. So,
2: how do Commander Quatro's and Fives? It's real foreign boy sending another. Be a transmission. Uh, You're nice. right. Got five more from various parts of Star Wars stories. And first one I got is from the prequels. Would be Revenge of the Sith, in fact. Now, in the original trilogy, we see a character that ain't a Force user that uses a lightsaber. Alright, so pertaining to Revenge of the Sith, there's the character we see uses a lightsaber. Not a force user. Oh, Gen- General Grievous.
0: Yeah,
1: that's that's what I was gonna say. So I'm just gonna hit play again and
2: pause there. Answers right after. Nice. The answer would be General Grievous. Nice. There we go.
1: That's easy.
2: Gave us an easy right, one. Second question <laughs> is from original trilogy: a New Hope. In fact, nearly the Battle of Yavin. Just before the Death Star explodes, we see four ships speeding their way towards Yavin as the Death Star explodes. Well, one we know, in fact, is the Falcon. One is Luke. One is Wedge because he ducked out. He had to. Luke told me to. Then there's a Y-Wing. Who's pilot of that (laughs) Y-Wing? What?
1: Oh, man. See, I was going to be like, oh, it's a (laughs) Y-Wing. Yeah.
0: Who's the pilot of that Y-Wing? Oh, boy. He loves these pilot questions. It, um, it's not Bigs. Bigs got blown up. Yeah. Oh man, I don't
1: even. Can we say like gold leader? <laughs> it's probably not gold leader. I don't even know. Yeah. Dude, you got us again.
0: I was watching that that um. That whole sequence, you know, back and forth and back and forth. When I was doing the uh, the video, mm-hmm. you know, a little hint there, and uh, and I was trying to like. I think they were throwing out names and everything, but I should. I was like, I should make note of these names. These names are going to come into the, in the play someday. Right and here it is. So all right, he's got us. He got me. I have no idea.
1: I know. I'm. I'm saying. I'm. I'm just going to go. Y-wing pilot is
2: the name. <laughs> all right, ready? Yeah. And the answer is Yvonne Verlaine. We see her in the comics where she helps Leia. If you're familiar with, oh, question number three okay. is from the sequel trilogy, The Force Awakens. In fact, mm. all right, to open the open start of that story, we see. Uh, down Star Destroyer is that very same that Ray's scavenger away her way through. What's the name of that Star Destroyer? And here's a hint.
1: Oh, he's got a hint.
2: We're told exactly what that is. If you're familiar with Lost Stars, that ship was captained by a character that was one half of the two main characters in that story.
1: Ah, uh, I don't know the story, but I know... Ah, dude, I know who he's talking about. I didn't. I didn't read the book, but I know what he's
0: talking about. Rural farm boy is a Star Wars connoisseur.
1: He is a master at trivia. Ah.
0: <laughs>
1: I don't know. I'm not going to remember the name.
0: We're learning. This, we're learning. This is a learning one. Absolutely. Uh, any thoughts um the battle of Jakku right (laughs) yeah boy oh boy
1: I know and I just watched the force awakens the other day because I had an itch to watch it and uh when he said that I'm like oh I'm ready for this but (laughs) yeah now I'm like I don't know anything
0: I got nothing man he's got me he's got me good right yeah
2: (laughs) All right, let's see what it is. And the answer is The Inflictor.
0: Oh.
1: That sounds very familiar to me, though.
2: Yeah, it does.
0: Uh, The name does sound very familiar now that he said it. So I won't forget it now.
2: Question number four. I'm going to take this one from Solo, A Star Wars Story. And at the opening start of that story, we see Han and Kira. on Corellia. And in a particular city, what might the name of that city be? It's the one he steals the speeder from, and then they both try to escape from.
0: (laughs) He's got me on the ropes, bro. (laughs) He's got me on the ropes. A Corellia city?
1: Yeah. Do they say it in the movie? I don't even remember a city name. Like the streets of Corelia is all
0: I know. <sighs> yeah, just Corelia. I don't know, man. I think
1: I don't feel like there was a city named there. Um Was it in the opening crawl or anything? I don't remember. I feel like the opening crawl was just talking about the streets of Corellia. Yeah, I'm just going to say the city of Corellia.
0: Um. Yeah. Okay.
2: And that answer would be Coronet City.
0: Coronet City. Okay.
1: <laughs> I don't really remember cities on <laughs> the planets. I'm just like, oh, that's Coruscant.
0: It's such minute details, yeah.
1: Tatooine has, you know, Espa, Isley, and now Pelgo. Uh, Pelgo, right. That was a good name. Um,
0: yeah, they usually, I mean, they don't really talk about too many cities. But, uh, you know, it's, it's hard to remember everything. Yeah. All
2: right, here's a fun one, because I wanted to put another clone-related sort of one in. We was just recently given. I know they're legend stories now, but everybody's got access to be watching to, and a lot of folks are seeing it for the first time. Is Gendy Tartakovsky's Clone Wars? Now, in a couple of those stories, we see one at the beginning. There's a group of ARC troopers sent to Munalis to capture Sand Hill, which they end up doing, and then later on we see them going to rescue. Shakti and a few other Jedi that are trapped when Grievous shows up there's a red armored captain that's in charge of that group of art troopers what's his name because he does have a name
1: it's Captain Fordo yeah something like that I think wow that just popped in my head dude (laughs) I think it's Captain Fordo it's more the red armor.
0: Yeah, we we, we put him on our Twitter. I did. Oh yeah, it's got to be it.
1: I'm going Captain Fordo, dude. I think you're right.
2: Ready? Yeah. His name would be Captain Fordo. Boom! Nice. <laughs> so let's see how you fare with these. And I look forward to episode forty-two of Clone Army Radio, transmitted into my playlist. So till then, <laughs> all right. Thank you, friends, May the force be with you.
0: May the force be with See you, radio. Rural Farm Boy,
1: dude. I'm I'm impressed with myself on that one. I very, think very good. <laughs> As always, Rural Farm Boy, we appreciate. We will call on you again at some point, and. And thank you. You know, thank you for busting out those ones that I'm just like, huh? Cause that's Lost Stars. It was actually on my my list of, of stories to check out. I've heard it's really good. And obviously, if you've read it, then it must be. So, right on. That's going to wrap us up. Uh, wow. <laughs> that's a longy one. Yeah.
0: Yeah. So, um, we got a lot of stuff brewing this weekend this week we said so we're starting up a lot of new things our youtube channel is starting so make sure to check that out and subscribe uh because we're gonna be uh we're starting off with the 10 episode of videos 10 10 videos uh where we took our uh one ep- our one podcast episode and chopped it up into 10 you know easily digestible episodes uh, for youtube and we've got our um our contest where you create your character and you let us know where he lives and uh, you know, what it looks like, evil or bad, a little bio. Uh, you got until episode 45 to uh, get that done, get that into us, and then whoever um, wins gets the prize. We also have the bounty board question of the week.
1: Mando's bounty board.
0: Which is going to be what is your favorite Clone Wars character, or what is your favorite Attack of the Clone character? So it's like a quick, it'd be like a quick answer for us, and then um, you know we'll uh, read those out on the next uh, episode. So you can contact us at Clone Army Radio at gmail.com You can drop those answers in there, or you can tweet us at Clone Army Radio, or you can uh, do Instagram at Clone Army Radio. So those are the ways that. Uh, You can contact us or, you know, leave a comment on the YouTube if you want. All right. So we'll see you next week. Thank you for listening. And may the Schwartz be with you. May the Schwartz be with (laughs) you. Do it.
1: At ADP, we work with more than 860,000 companies worldwide. That gives us a pretty good idea of how to help businesses grow stronger, whether it's through data insights that help you make informed decisions about building a team that works better as a team. Or by
2: keeping you ahead of thousands of changing regulations so you can keep ahead of everything else. Like building that better team. Grow stronger with ADP.
1: HR talent, time, and payroll.